Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Amen, church. I'm telling you, we had an amazing service last week. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it's so, it's so awesome, for lack of better words. It's so awesome. Amen. To see the power of God being released. Amen, into this generation. And I'm telling you, church, I am so thankful for it. I mean, this is proof positive of what God's desiring to do in our lives, what he's desiring to do in this church, what he's desiring to do in this nation, church. I'm telling you, it's amazing. But listen, church, we got to get to that place where we grab a hold of what the word of God says, what God is desiring to do in the kingdom. We have to grow. We have to grab a hold of it. We say, why is that? Because listen, church, if it doesn't come through us, I'm telling you, there's a generation that's going to miss out on it. I mean, there's a full, I'm telling you, we are on the verge of a full generation of people missing out on the move of God. Have no clue what it looks like. Have no clue. Amen. You say, well, what's the problem? It's, it's our responsibility. As our response, not, not just mine, it's our responsibility as a church, our responsibility as a body of Christ to make sure these things get planted into these young ones, that they, that they get that fire on the inside of them, just like we had that ability to get that fire onto them, Lord. It is our responsibility. And listen, we need to not come short on these things. Amen. We can't come up short on these things. How many of y'all know that God, throughout his word, he says that he's immutable? You say, what does that mean? It means he never changes. He's always the same. The things that he did in the past is the same thing he's doing right now. He's the same God that opened up the Red Sea. I'm telling you, church, he can do it right now. He's the same God that, that allowed Jesus to walk on the sea. Listen, church, he can do it right now. He was the same one that was healing the sick. Listen, church, he will do it right now. He's the same one that was baptizing people in the Holy Ghost 2,000 years ago, church. He is the same God that's doing it right now. He's the same God that's doing it right now. He never changes. He never changes. Listen, if we can just come to that place where we grab a hold of what he says, trust what he says more than any other circumstance that comes up before, before you, trust it more than what your friends say, trust it more than what your family says, trust it more than what the news says, trust it more than what, some, what book you're reading. I'm telling you, when you can get to that place where you trust him over everything in your life, then you're going to come to this realization that all things, are possible with them that believe. All things, not just a couple of things, all things are possible to them that believe. That believe what? That believe him. That believe in his word. That believe what he's speaking to you. That the things that he's trying to deliver you to do, that, that your callings and your destinies upon your life, all things, church, are possible. Church, I'm telling you, he's still our deliverer. Hmm? He's still your deliverer. These things haven't changed. So there's people in here right now saying, oh, pastor, you don't know, man. I've been struggling with this. I, and, I, and that's even why I don't even like coming to church because I struggle with this. Well, I'm telling you, church, he is your deliverer. He's always been your deliverer. Quit trying to lean on your own strength. He is your deliverer. He is your healer. He is your healer. He is, he is still the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He is still the one that brings water in the midst of the desert. He's the same one that can bring water out of the rock. This is our God. 
I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is still as supernatural as he was as when he got poured out in this land 2,000 years ago. He is still as supernatural now as he was back then. Nothing's ever changed. Nothing's ever changed. We just got to get to that place where we begin to believe what he has to say about it, that we become yielded unto his spirit, amen? Allowing him to lead us, guide us, direct us, communicate to us, and correct us, amen? And correct us. And then the amazing things, I'm telling you, will begin to happen in our lives. See, it's just the problem nowadays is we live in this, this age of the apostasy, Amen, where there's more people pushing back against the things of God than are, than are trying to reveal the goodness of God. Amen, they're trying to shove off who God is, you know, what he can do, and they're trying to, they're settling for, for a, a sense of godliness. They're, they're, they're settling for looking like they're godly. They're settling for a religion and think that's okay. But see, they deny, they deny the demonstration. They deny the demonstration that comes with the proclamation of the word of God. You know, as, as you know, the apostle T uh, Paul said to his son Timothy, he goes, listen church, we need, to, we need to mind ourselves with these people. We need to stay away. We need to allow those people to sow these things on the inside of us. Listen, don't let religion come in. I'm telling you, religion will lead you into death. Or religion to death, I'm telling you, it, we, this is a call to intimacy. This is a call to press into the things of God. Amen. To press into his goodness. Can I give you a word of warning here? Hmm? Can I give you a word of warning? Because listen, I've, I've seen this from pulpit ministers. And I've seen it from baby Christians that just, that just got saved. I'm telling you, it, it, happens, it happens with the like. It happens with both. Amen. It doesn't matter about the maturity level in these things. I'm telling you, we need to mind a few things. You say, what is that? We need to not permit ourselves to get satisfied. Hmm? We need to not permit ourselves to get satisfied. You say, why is that? Because it opens the door for stagnation. It, it opens the door for complacency. It opens the door to where no power will begin to, to operate in your life. Amen. And, and it's amazing. You can look and you can see that people begin to step into these things and they don't even realize they're in it, but it's real easy to see from the outside. So I just, want, I just want to give you that warning. Don't, don't, don't allow these things to step on, on the inside of your life. Don't allow it to sow a seed in you. Don't permit complacency. Don't permit stagnation. Don't, don't get satisfied. Push, push, and push for, for a more burning fire to be ignited on the inside of your life. Listen, church, and don't permit, listen, don't permit a seed of offense to get sown in your heart regarding the move of the Spirit. Amen? Let me say that one more time. Don't allow a seed of offense to get sown in your heart regarding the move of the Spirit. The way the Holy Spirit decides to do things. The way He has used you or how He has not used you. How He has, how he has you know, gone through ministers and they've manipulated things and they've done things for money. Or even how they said these things don't even exist anymore. Don't allow that seed of offense of how the culture of the kingdom of God desires to operate. Don't, don't allow it to sow a seed of offense in your life. I'm telling you, church, it will leave you powerless. It will leave you powerless. The seed will end up growing roots on the inside of you. It'll end up growing roots. And when it grows roots, church, you're going to end up dead and lifeless. 
And not only are you going to end up dead in life, but you're going to end up in a dead and a lifeless church. Amen? And we need to stay away from these things. We need to get pressed in. Amen? So what, so what are some of these keys? How, how can we stay away from stagnation in our lives? I'm telling you, church, this is, this is what we're seeing across the world. This is why the church is soft. This is why the church isn't walking in power. How do, how do we stay away from, this, from stagnation? Listen, here's, here's a, a couple few simple verses here in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Amen. We all know these very well. How about, let's start, in, start off in verse 12 here. It says, And we beseech you, brethren... To know them that labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace with yourselves. He says, I beseech you, he's saying, I urge you, church, to know the people that are sitting next to you. Look at your neighbor next to you. How well do you know the person that's sitting, sitting next to you? Do you know what the call is upon their life? Do you know what God's speaking to them? Do you know their children's names? Listen, these are, this is the body of Christ. This is people that God has planted you in a, in, a, in a family so you can do it, so we can labor with one another. Church, we need to get to know one another. Why? Because when we get to know people, then you can get to trust them. Amen? Then you can see that, man, I, I didn't get offended at what they said to me because I know who they are. That's just the way they are. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, it will stop offense from getting sown into your life. It says, it says, know those that are in leadership above you. Uh, uh, get to know those people that are in leadership, the spiritual leadership that God's placed in your life. Get to know some of the elders that are in this church. You know, get to know me. Listen, this isn't a church that we, that we say you need to stand, you know, an arm's length away from the minister because you've got to stay away from the anointing. I'm telling you, that stuff's rubbish. The word says, get to know one another. Why? So you can trust the things that I'm saying to you, that you can trust when one of the elders get up here and start speaking the word of God. You can trust what they have to say. Why? you'll know it's from the Holy Ghost designed specifically for you. We got to trust these things. We got to trust what the word says. We got to begin to where we get to know people. It says, and esteem them highly in love. Are we valuing each other? Woo. Oh, come on, church. Oh, is this one of those messages? Ah, it looks like it's going that direction. Amen. We need to value each other. We need to value each other in what? In love. This, not, not that we have to be affectionate, not that you have to be best friends with everyone, but at church, you need to value each other. Why? Because these are sons and daughters of the living God sitting in here. Well, that one just got saved. That's a son and a daughter of the living God. Well, that one's been saved for 50 years. That's a son and a daughter of the living God. We need to begin to value one another. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'll mention that. Now listen, when it comes to leadership, listen, church, I don't believe in exalting leadership into kingship or dictatorship. Amen? Which is contrary to what you see in, in a lot of church and a lot of religion nowadays. That's not, that's not how we operate in, these, in, in this place. It's not how you're going to be trained up to, uh, to operate as well. We don't believe in kings. We don't believe in dictatorships. Amen? But on the, on the flip side of that, I don't condone spiritual rebellion either. Amen. I don't, I don't condone that there is no respect for leadership. I don't, I don't condone these things. Why? Because you simply can't receive if that's the case. I don't need honor and respect. I don't need anything from anyone. I've learned that a long time ago. If I, if I have to desire something from you, church, you're going to have a hard time standing up in here. Hmm? But listen, we, need to, we do need to honor. We need to value one another. It says now, 
It says, now we exhort. Now we exhort you. Now we encourage you, brethren, to warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient towards all men. He says, I got a warning for you. I got a warning for you. If you want to continue in growth, amen, if you, if you want to be a person that's growing up in the things of God, if you want to continue to grow up spiritually, listen, church, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to be in a place that brings forth correction. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to get yourself in a local church that, that will love you, that will train you. But listen, when they see things getting out of order, listen, listen, people are going to say something about it. Why? Because it means they love you. And I'm telling you, see, it's just like our children. Most of, a lot of us have children on the inside, in, in this house. Now listen, if, it, if we see them going and running off a cliff, you're not going to say, well, uh, hopefully something tells them not to do that on the inside of them. No, what are you going to do? You're going to grab them by the neck and make sure they don't, they don't grow up. I don't care if it rips their shirt or whatever else. You're going to grab a hold of them. Why? Because you don't want them going off the ditch. You don't want them going off the cliff. And it's the same way with the body of Christ. We, we need to help each other. Now, listen, I'm not saying you go condemning people. You don't, you don't go and you're not trying to put some religious superiority over people. I'm not saying that. Amen. But we got to love one another enough. Amen. To check on people why they're not in church. Why? You aren't looking well. Do you need me to pray for you? Hmm? Why are you irritated with so-and-so? Maybe we ought to pray about that. Not gossip about it. But maybe we ought to pray about it. Maybe I ought to bring you to that person. Y'all can get things, you know, fixed, repaired with one another. Amen? In verse 15, it says, See that, see that no one renders evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow after that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. He says, don't render evil for evil. Don't take revenge on the people that have harmed you. Don't take revenge on the people that talk bad about you. Amen? But you don't know what they said about me. Get over it. Amen? Get over it. We don't need to take revenge on those things. We need to love one another. Value one another. Listen, there's a, there's a statement that I really don't like. You know, but there is a sense of reality to it when it comes to the church. And it says the church is the only army that shoots its wounded. Amen. So you can, you can talk about the different militaries and when they go out and, they, and one of their, their men get wounded, listen, they'll risk their life to go out and pick them up and drag them to their cell. But listen, the church many times is that place that they, someone's not doing something the way I want them to do. They're not acting the way I think they ought to act. And they end up shooting them, trying to push them to get away from them. Church, this, this shouldn't be so. That's not valuing one another. We need to value and love one another. Listen, people are going to get hurt in church. I, said, I don't even know why I'm going this direction, but people, people are going to get hurt in church. People get hurt in the world. I mean, this, this is just where we're at. This is just the, the way things operate. I mean, pe- things happen. But what did Jesus tell us to do? He said, he said love people. Love, how, how are people going to know us? How we love one another, right? How we love one another. Now listen, now Jesus, he, he, he raised the bar on this. See, because apparently he noticed, amen, that we don't love ourselves very well. Amen. So he says, listen, listen, you need to love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? Listen, he gave up his life for him. He gave up his life for us. This is how we're supposed to love one another. This is how we're supposed to get on with one another is give ourselves up for each other. Listen, there's all types of maturity levels in the church. Some can be very mature, some, some not so mature. 
things can get said that don't, that, don't need to, that don't need to be said, but it happens. I'm telling you, I've even seen church leadership, amen, that have, that have, been, that have been tough on people, amen. Most of the time, unintentionally, amen, but even sometimes I've seen it intentional, Amen. Those things, those things are absolutely wrong. But listen, this isn't, this isn't a thing to get to where we get all, that we get all bowed up and get irritated about it. I mean, most of the time you'll find, if you get to know your brothers and sisters, that most things are a misunderstanding. It's a miscommunication in ourselves. We don't need to, we don't need to get a posture of, oh, I can't be, I can't be around you now. Amen. Because usually, most of the time. It's a misunderstanding. But listen, church, we need to stay lit. This is, this, is, this is the key. See, the adversary will bring up all kinds of different things in your life to get your focus, to get your gaze off of him. Amen. And get it on yourself. And get it on your neighbor or get it on the person around you. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's not, it's not that he's getting, trying to get you to hate someone because he can care less about that. What he's trying to do is get you off point. He's trying to get you not lit anymore. He's trying to pour water on your fire. And listen, church, we got to get to that place where we don't allow these things to happen anymore. Amen. We need to begin to yield unto the fire, yield unto the spirit, yield unto the word, yield unto one another. Amen. And allow love to flourish on the inside of our lives. I mean, we got, you got a problem. Allow God to heal you up. Amen. Allow God to heal you up because otherwise, listen, just like we we're talking earlier, you'll have a, a seed of offense that gets sowed on the inside of you. You'll get a seed of cynicism, amen, that gets sown on the inside of you and you will become jaded with the things of God. And when you become jaded with the things of God, you don't want the move of the Spirit. You don't want to get people saved. You don't want people getting healed. You don't want all these things. All you want is you, 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 attention coming to you. And I'm telling you, church, we need to get, not allow this jadedness, if that's even a word, to come upon us. Amen, we need to push back against these things. I'm telling you, church, I had a, I had a spiritual dad, and this, 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 thing, this exact kind of same thing happened to me. I mean, a spiritual dad, I love this man. I still love this man. Amen. And I, I was in ministry with him for, for many, many, many of years. And we were, we were doing some great things together. And listen, when God, when God started calling me to, to, to he started shifting my angle, started shifting me to a different direction and what he wanted me to do and to go into missions and, and the pastoral ministry and some of these different things. Listen, I, I began to, I began to talk to him about these things and he got very agitated with it. He got very agitated with it. Why? Because I was having to walk away from his ministry to get involved with what the Holy Ghost was having me to do. And he got very irritated with these things. And listen, I know he loved me, but listen, it, it caused a great dissension between us. Why? Because he thought I didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. And it wasn't that at all. It's just called being obedient to the Holy Ghost. It was a complete misunderstanding. It was a complete misunderstanding. Amen. But God was trying to, to direct me into what he had me to do, and it meant walking away from something else. Listen, our, even my communication is still very soft with this man today. We may send a text here and there, and I'm telling you, this is a guy that has probably poured more into me than anyone else. And I love this guy, but listen, I had to make a choice. I had to make that choice when my feathers started getting ruffled over this. I had to make a choice. Listen, listen, am I going to get offended? Am I going to get irritated? Am I getting mad that, that this thing happened? Or am I going to press into the things of God? Am I going to continue to get lit? I mean, am I going to continue to be able to hear from God, study the word of God, pray, seek out the things of God so I can, I can allow him to reveal to me what, it, what he actually has for me? Or, or am I going to get offended and walk away from these things? Listen, I'm telling you, church, you better make the right decision. <laughs> we need to make the right decision. 
We need to make the right decision because I tell you now as I look back in these things, you know, I can see, I can see that it, that there are some plans that he had for us to do together. Amen. And Paul and his Timothy, there's plans, you know, that he had. And when, and when someone comes in and starts changing those plans, sometimes it can be difficult for people to handle. Amen. But we, but we got to make the choice not allow these seeds to get sown into our lives. Amen. He says here, rejoice evermore. He says, rejoice evermore. Be joyous in every season. If you can allow the joy of the Lord to be your strength, I will promise you happiness is, is coming. Happiness is coming. I'm not saying be joyful in the circumstance. I'm saying rejoice, be joyful. Allow the, allow the Lord to come, to come upon you and refresh you in these things. Amen. So you say, well, you don't understand how much pain I'm in. You don't understand how much, how dire my circumstances are financially. You don't understand how bad that person is that keeps talking about me. You don't understand these things, pastor. I say rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known. Let your gentleness, let, let your goodness, let your moderation be known to all men. Be anxious for nothing. Oh, come on, church, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Is anyone anxious in here? The Lord says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto God. And what the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind. I like it in the Amplified. It says it will put a garrison around your mind. It will put a garrison around your heart where nothing can come against you and harm you. Amen. Rejoice, we say. Rejoice, we say. Hallelujah. I'm not, rejoicing in the, I'm not rejoicing in the problem. I'm not rejoicing that the circumstance came up against me. I'm not, I'm not rejoicing that there's COVID walking down the street. I'm not rejoicing that there's people that have died. I'm not rejoicing in these things. But I'm telling you, I'm rejoicing in the victory. I'm rejoicing that I have the Spirit of God on the inside of me. I'm rejoicing that I have the power of the living God on the inside of me. I have His Word. I have a family. I have people that will stay in agreement with you. I'm telling you, we can rejoice. you got something to rejoice about. Amen? we got something to rejoice about. We need to start rejoicing, church. Hallelujah. Thank God we have the exit. He says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Commit yourself to habitual prayer. Ooh, that could be a dirty word in some churches. Oh, they're going to have two prayer meetings at church? I mean, the, the cheek of them. How dare they? I mean, don't you know we have things to do? No, and there's things to do. I'm telling you, church, we need to pray without ceasing. We need to have an habitual prayer life. Amen. I'm not talking about you have to be at every meeting, church meeting that comes, a uh, prayer meeting that happens at the church. But listen, us personally, we need to have a habitual prayer life. We need to be praying in the Spirit. We need to be praying in the Spirit. You two girls that got baptized in the Holy Ghost for the first time last week, I'm telling you, you need to be praying in the Spirit. You need to be praying often, 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 daily in the Spirit. Why? Because this is where, this is where you're going to get to that place where you can separate what your mind's trying to tell you and what your spirit is trying to tell you because who's speaking to your spirit this is where God speaks amen and when we pray in the spirit listen a lot of things are going to be opened up to you but you're going to have to make that choice to pray without ceasing yeah when we get baptized speaking in tongues is not something that just happens once 
Amen. This is something that we begin to operate in daily, hourly. Amen. Anytime there's something going on, anytime something starts coming against your mind, begin to pray in the spirit. Listen, you'll see these things dissipate in you. We got to get to a place where we desire and have an awareness for him. The more you the more you pray, the more you'll sense his presence. And the more you sense his presence, the more you'll pray. Amen? The more you pray, if you'll just take, if you'll just take that step and step on into it, the more you pray, you will sense his presence filling you up. And when you sense his presence filling you up, listen, church, you can't get out of that place of praying. Amen? It will become habitual in your life. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. What does this mean? Stop complaining. I say again, stop complaining. But in everything, give thanks. Listen, we know not every trial is entertaining. Not every trial you go through is fun. Amen, but we don't need to complain about it. We don't need to allow all the attention to come to us. We don't need to keep on propping up the adversary for the things that he's doing in your life. Amen. But we need to give thanks in all things. It says, quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Quench not the spirit. Hold Uh, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Listen, it says to prove all things. It doesn't say to quench all things. Amen? It says we're to prove all things. We're to prove all things by what? By the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. This is why we pray in the Spirit so you can get to know the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. Amen? To where you can have that green light and you can have that red light when something comes up. Listen, you know if something's of God or something's not of God. It's very simple. I'm telling you, so easy. I don't know how the church messes this up all the time. Amen? Why? It's because we're probably not praying in the Spirit. Amen. We don't know the Holy Ghost when he's trying to give us a check. We don't know when he's trying to give us a green light. We listen to our minds, but we're not listening to our spirit. George, we got to get to that place where we're listening to our spirits. We got to get to that place where we're listening to our spirits. We got, we got to get to the place where we know the word of God so we stay in the boundary of the word of God. Hmm? I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in these meetings. I'm telling you, people will manipulate you. I've seen people manipulate congregations for money. I've seen them manipulate people for power and authority. And I'm telling you, church, you better understand what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you on the inside of you. Otherwise, you're going to receive some seeds you don't need. Amen. And what happens when you receive those seeds, you end up finding out that you got used and abused. You get jaded, you get irritated, and you walk away from the things of God. Hmm? We, need to be, we need to get to that place where you hear the Spirit says, quench not the Spirit. Don't extinguish the Holy Ghost. Listen, church, this wasn't written to the unbeliever. This was written 2,000 years ago to the church. You think it's new right now? Oh, I don't like it when they do those tongues and interpretation of tongues. I don't like all that stuff. Listen, the same thing was going on back 2,000 years ago, and the Holy Ghost was trying to correct it. Saying, listen, listen, don't, don't despise these things. Don't extinguish the spirit. These things are here. These are, things are here to comfort you. They're here to build you up. Don't, don't, don't let these things despi- uh, get, get to where you despise them. Amen. Listen, the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. 
He doesn't force himself upon anyone. He doesn't force himself upon any church. If he is not reverenced, if he is not honored, if he's not respected, listen, church, he won't minister to you. Amen. You want, you want to know what that looks like? You can go to about 90% of the churches nowadays and you can feel what that's like. Amen. But I'm telling you, we need to get to that place where we're desiring his move, desiring what he has, honoring him. We need to get back to honoring him, honoring the Holy Ghost, desiring for him to move, desiring that we actually look different than the world out there. And we got to desire these things. We need to stop being ashamed. Listen up. I was, in the, I was in this place myself for many years. Not many years, say, for a year or so. Did you know how the pastor gets, gets up there and he's always like, hey, you, know, you need to invite someone to church. Invite one of your friends. Invite one of your family. We got plenty of seats for them to sit down. You know, come Invite someone to come to church with you. Amen. And I just came out of the Baptist church and I, I walked in and I, I came to a, kind of a word of faith Pentecostal type church. And, and man, he was sitting there telling me, I need to invite someone. All my friends are, they're all Baptist. Well, my, as soon as I bring them into one of these places, one of those people are going to start off with a and everything's going to go crazy. People are going to start praying. They're going to be falling out in the spirit. No, 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 I won't invite anyone. I think it'll be grand. I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here for myself. I'm telling you, church, that is absolutely selfish. You say, why is that? Because listen, church, that is what changed me. That's what changed me. That's what got me into the move of God. That's what changed my life. Amen. And how dare I think that, oh, it was good enough for me, but you know, it's not good enough for them. I mean, because I tell you, anyone who's pressed into the things of God, when they get around and, and, the, and the spirit starts moving, I don't care if it's prophesying words of knowledge, you know, uh, words of wisdom, uh, tongues or interpretation, whatever it is, whatever the Holy Ghost is deciding to do, listen, people get touched by it. I don't care if they're saved or unsaved, if they're pressing towards, I'm telling you, God will speak to them. God will reveal himself through these things. Why? Because it's his culture. This is the way God desires to do things. He's hungry to do these things. Amen. We, not, we need not to be embarrassed of those things. Amen. And I'm telling you, in reality, in reality, I never began to operate in the gifts of the Spirit until I, I became not ashamed of them. Until I got to the place where I wasn't worried what everyone else was thinking and only worried about what he was thinking. Amen. These gifts never flowed to me. Not that they weren't there. Amen. I had the Holy Ghost. I was just ashamed of them. Amen. I was ashamed of them. And we need not to get, we don't need to extinguish these things. See, when we're not in one accord, church, we're not pressing in. We're not pressing into the same thing. I'm telling you, it's like, it's like someone gets a fire extinguisher and just starts oh, pouring out. I mean, a, a big blaze can be going on and, a, and oh, the extinguisher comes out and it just quenches the spirit. I mean, I've been in meetings, church. I've been in meetings where I've been, where, you know, someone's got up and, and prophesied, someone's got up and, and a gift has been in operation, something has been, has been going on, amen, and, I, and, and then words of knowledge start coming up, words of wisdom, God wants to start healing some people, and then the Holy Ghost just lifts right off you, Whew, lifts off, and he says it's done. Why? Because we weren't in one accord. We weren't in one place. Now, I'm not talking about our church. I'm talking about church in general. Amen. And why? Because they start spraying a fire extinguisher over the congregation. And the Holy Ghost will not move where he's not wanted. Amen. He will not move where he's not wanted. Church, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying these things as a correction. Amen. Don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not correcting our congregation here. Amen. Now, if you need, if you need correcting on that, receive it. Amen. 
well, that's not what I'm doing. What, I, what the Holy Ghost is trying to do here is not trying to correct our congregation. Listen, he's trying to reveal that we need to, I think there's a rekindling that needs to take place on the inside of us. I mean, most, most of us that are in here, we've been around the move of God. We've been around these things for a while. Listen, church, there's a rekindling that needs to take place on the inside of us. Amen. And we need, we need to allow these things to happen. We need to allow these things to happen. I mean, I was so pleased. It's the first time, and I don't know how long. Amen. We had a long service last week. Amen. A long service last week, and not one person got up and walked out. Everyone had respect for the move of God. Everyone had respect for the Holy Ghost. Everyone was praying, seeking out, you know, wanting people to get refilled and get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Man, I was so pleased. Amen. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. I'm not correcting things. I was pleased on how things were happening last night. But listen, church, there is, the Lord gave me a vision here probably like at the end of last year not the end of last year, somewhere maybe uh, third or fourth quarter of last year. And I'm telling you, you know, we were sitting here in this church. Now, I don't know who was ministering because I was kind of like looking above, seeing what was going on. But I'm telling you, this whole church was packed. It was packed. I mean, not, not social distancing packed. It was packed in this house. And then you could look out the doors and then it was packed outside the doors along the streets, along our sidewalk right there. People were sitting in line trying to get in the church, you know, trying to, 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 to get, a, get in on the move of God. And as the worship was going forth, amazing things were happening. People were getting healed. People were falling out on the inside of the church. No one was laying hands on them. People were getting prayed up on the front. Amazing things were happening. People were getting healed. People in wheelchairs sitting outside the church were beginning to stand up out of their wheelchairs worshiping God because of the amazing move that was taking place in this house, church. But listen, these things, this vision that he gave me, listen, this isn't a guarantee of the things that will happen. It's not a guarantee. It's something that he desires to happen. But listen, we as a body got to get and that, with that vision, we got we to grab a hold of those things. We got to press in towards the mark, amen, to receive what he has for each and every one of us, amen. So let's get rekindled here. Let me, now let me, let me just go over a few verses here and I'll, I will call it a day. In 2 Timothy, some, some more verses that we know really well here. Here in uh, verse 6 and 7. It says, wherefore, I put you into remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. For God has not given you the spirit of fear. How many of y'all know that the Holy Ghost, he is not an accessory to you. The Holy Ghost is the main attraction. I mean, the Holy Ghost is not an accessory. He is the main attraction. He's not someone we need to go bragging on. He's not, he's not a talking piece. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is God himself that comes into this room that lives on the inside of you, church. This is the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost didn't come he did not come, amen. God did not give us the Holy Ghost to give us a spirit of fear. I mean, he gave us a spirit of boldness. I mean, what is the spirit of fear it's talking about? It's not, it's not a spirit of fear of, of that you may get beat up or something like that. No, this is a spirit of a fear of man. Amen, that you won't act accordingly what God has asked you to do because you're in fear of what man is, is gonna do to you, what man will say about you, what man will talk about you. He says, I didn't give you that spirit. I gave you a spirit of power, of supernatural explosive power. 
of love, of the God kind of love where you can pour out love upon people and you don't need it reciprocated back to you. He says, I gave you a sound mind. That where the adversary can't, can't push you around like wave and after wave after wave, you'll learn to dive deep underneath, amen. You'll be able to hold on to the things that he has given you. He says, but Paul here, which is really the only verse I wanted to cover today, says, wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift that's on the inside of you by, by laying on of my hands, by the putting on of my hands, church. Paul encourages his son in the faith. He says, you need to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. This Greek word for, for stirring up here, it's, it's anisoporio. Amen. And it's a powerful word. It means to stir up a flame. It means to fan the flame. It means to rekindle the flame. It means to awaken the gift that's been placed on the inside. You say, what is that gift? That's the Greek word charisma. Amen. It's the, these are the gifts of grace. These are the, the move of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit that God has placed on the inside of you. He says, church, you need to wake those things up. You need to stir those things up. You need to put a fire on the inside of you to get these things where they'll get ignited again and begin to flourish. You say, why is that? Because if we're not careful, you may have been engulfed by the Spirit. You may have been engulfed by that flame of fire. You may have become that, that pillar, that, that burning bush, that, that cloud by day, that fire by night. You may, have come, you may have become that as the power of the Holy Ghost came upon you, but if you don't mind yourself, it's going to get to be a little burning ember on the inside of you. And it's going to be a little burning ember on the inside of you. Now, now, Paul, when he was encouraging his son right here, he says, Timothy, now he didn't say, you go to God. You go to God and you ask him, you ask him to build you up, to, to rekindle your fire. That's not what he asked. He didn't say, come to me and I'll rekindle it for you. I'll give you a word. I'll give you this. I'll help. And he said, no, Timothy, Timothy, you're going to have to stir up your own gift. You're going to have to rekindle your own gift. You're going to have to press into the things of God and allow these things to be rekindled in your own life. You're going to have to do it. God's not going to do it for you. Your pastor's not going to do it for you. Your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, they're not going to do it for you. Your children aren't going to do it for you. You're going to have to take some initiative and begin to stir up these things in your life by yourself. Amen? You're going to have to get a little bit of, get a little kindling to get that fire going again. Then you're going to need to put some timber on top of it. Then you need to put some coal on top of it. I'm telling you, church, you may even need to pour some diesel or petrol on it and get that thing so burning out of control. Listen, if you get completely engulfed and burning out of control, when people get near you, then they'll start burning with you. Then they'll start catching on fire with you. But you're going to have to get yourself to that place where you're burning out of control. Not being one of these weak little Christians walking around because everything's so bad in my life. No, 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 no. You need to get full of the power of the living God to where you can get people saved, delivered, healed, to where they catch what you have on the inside of you, church. To where they catch what you have on the inside of you. You say, well, how do we get that? It's simple, church. It's simple. All you should have a notepad. You know what you, know, you ought to write? Desire. How do I get that? It's desire. You got to desire it. 
You got to desire that fire to be burning. You got to desire his presence. You got to desire the presence of God over anything in your life. I'm telling you, you got to desire it over your best friend. You got to desire it over every penny you have in your bank account. You need to desire it over that great job that, that you've been blessed with. You need to desire it over your husband and your wife. You need to desire him over all things in your life. And I'm telling you, then these things will get lit. Then these things will get lit. Then you'll begin to walk in the supernatural. Then you'll begin to have these gifts flowing through you. Then you'll desire for tongues and interpretations to happen. Then you'll desire to pray. Then you'll desire to study the word. Then you'll desire to get planted in a church and not be moved, not be swayed, allow his family to minister unto each and every one of us as we sharpen each other up. Amen? Listen, this is what happened in, in Leviticus chapter 9, I believe it is. You know, as they're dedicating the temple, Solomon's temple, there in Jerusalem, right in the city, right in the city center, they put an offering out on the altar and fire came down from heaven and consumed the offering. And then you know what happened? The priests had to keep that fire lit for eternity. It was the priest's job to keep that lit. You said, well, well, pastor, you know, that was the priest's job. That wasn't our job. Well, listen, I got some good news for you here. Or it may not be good news for some of you, but listen, you are a priest. Amen. And I don't talk about just having a collar. None of these things make you a priest. It doesn't matter about an ordination. None of these things. I'm telling you, Jesus himself has made you a priest. In 1 Peter 2, 9, he says, you are a chosen generation. He says, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people exclusively owned by him himself. I'm telling you, church, you got to know these things. You gotta grab a hold of these things. You're gonna to have to keep that fire lit. You're gonna to have to rekindle that thing. It's your responsibility. And then say, I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. And I am exclusively owned. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your fire that you have poured out upon each and every one of us, Lord, that it, that it burns off the chafe, it burns off the dead stuff on the inside of us, Lord. But we, but we thank you, Lord, for giving us the ability, Lord, to keep this fire lit. Lord, I ask for the desire for each and every person that's in this house, Lord, that they will have a desire Lord, to keep that fire lit, that they, that they won't allow themselves to be distracted from anything that comes, any circumstances the adversary tries to put, to put us in our path. Lord, for we know that, that if we can get distracted by one thing, Lord, here comes a hundred more coming after us. So I thank you, Lord, this desire for you and you alone, Lord, is being released into your kingdom. It's being released in your people, Lord. It's being released in this house. Lord, even the ones that are desiring, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that it gets doubled. I thank you, Lord, that they begin to study more. I thank you, Lord, that they begin to press in more. I thank you, Lord, for more gifts being operation within everyone in this family. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the glory of you will be released in this house. Lord, I thank you for an integrity of the men and women, a foundation, a sure and strong foundation that can handle these things. So we thank you for it, Lord. And we glorify you for it. We glorify you for it, Lord. And we take hold of Psalms 91, which is the tradition of this church, Lord. 
that there will be no evil that befalls us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, if you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways, Lord, that, that we won't even bump our toe against the rock because you keep your angels to be guarded over us. Lord, we are children that desire to be in the secret place of the Most High, hidden from the world, hidden from everything that the adversary is trying to throw at us. Lord, we desire you over anything else. And because of that, Lord, we know that a thousand will fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but none of it will... Sh- Come near us, Lord, because we are in your presence. We abide in the shadow of the Most High. Lord, we thank you for our church. We thank you for each and every person that you've brought here, each and every person you've planted here. Lord, we thank you that your goodness is being revealed to each and every one of them, Lord. We thank you for the ambassadors of Christ you called each and every one of us to be, Lord. Thank you here, that island church, we are covered by your blood. We're empowered by your word and we're anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.